hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, Happy New Year, Courier Nation. Gosh, I can't believe it's 2020 already. And I'm so tempted to get into 2020 vision jokes. I'll spare you though, okay? My friends, about three weeks ago, my wife and I, we took off for a weekend and we went out to our favorite vacation spot. Now, the thing that you got to know about, we love going out to Lake City, Colorado. She's been going there since she was a kid. And it is a really busy summer vacation area. It's nestled in this little valley in the Southwind, or the, I'm sorry, in the San Juan Mountains in Southwest Colorado. And there's some awesome fishing out there, or so they say. I'm a horrible fisherman. And it's right on the edge of, a, it's called the Alpine Loop, which is this very popular four-wheeling destination. And people love to get up over the mountains on this little uh, pass that uh, you can only do on a uh, really technical four-wheel type of thing to go to Uray, Colorado. And then you can go back over another pass. And that's uh, people love doing that. Now, my little Buick Century is not going to make that trip. So I haven't been over that pass yet. But yeah, here's the crazy thing about Lake City. And I'm getting off on a tangent, I know. But Uray is this town on the other end of that loop. It's about 18 miles. I think it's about 15 as the crow flies. But if you want to drive to Uray from Lake City, it's 118 miles. It's 100 extra miles if you want to drive it because of the way you have to go around the mountains. But uh, that's kind of what it's like. But this little town, you know, it swells up with tourists in the summer. I think there's usually about three or 4,000 people in town in any given day during the summer. And in the winter, the population dwindles down to about 300 people. They, they don't just roll up the sidewalks, they roll up the town. And you still get a few people out there for doing some snowmobiling and things like that. But everything is closed up. It is quiet. There's nothing to do. Um, all the stores, the restaurants, most of those are closed. And it's almost like a ghost town with nothing to do. And that's what made it perfect for us. It had been, you know, it, it had been a tough few months for us. And if you've kind of heard me talk about some of the different things going on in our lives You can kind of see what I mean, but it was a chance then for us just to kind of get away, be by ourselves. It was a part of it was recuperation. A part of it was just a retreat. And here's what I really loved about that time is we just got a lot of time to talk and we used that weekend to really, you know, we, we could unplug, we could spend time together, but we talked a lot about everything and especially about you know, where we are right now and where we're going. And the timing of that was also perfect, just being in the end of the year, because then you start thinking about all that new year stuff. That's kind of what I want to get get at with uh, with this uh, podcast episode today is is thinking ahead. You know, we're, we're at the end of 2019. We are starting 2020. What do we want it to look like? So we got together, you know, we asked ourselves a lot of questions and, and we asked ourselves things like, you know, what did we love about this last year? What are the things we hated? And like I said, it had been a tough time that last quarter. And so there was a lot there. Given the chance, was there anything that we would have done differently about the year? Is there anything that we learned from this past year looking ahead? 
And then we asked ourselves, you know, what do we want to see 2020 to be like? And what do we want to see the next five years be like? Where do we want to be, you know, professionally, personally, as as a couple, uh, as far as our family, just a lot of things like that. We talked about her career and we talked about mine. And yes, you know what? I call this a career. And I think for both of us, there's a lot that you could wrap up into that word career. But we talked about things like whether we feel like we, what we could do would be considered a calling. And that was the incredible thing about that was to talk about that and to think about that and to come away thinking, yeah, yeah, this really is. There, there is such a blessing in that to think about what you're doing as a calling, and I know there's probably not a lot of people that would look at delivering food as a calling, but it's it's a bigger picture kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then we asked ourselves, you know, where do we go with all that? Now, I share all of this for a reason, and, and there are a couple reasons, really. One of those reasons is that if you can find a way to swing doing something like that, I really encourage you to do that. And, you know, if you've got a significant other, um, or even if it's just you, to really, if you haven't done so yet, take some time to reflect. Doesn't mean necessarily you got to take a whole weekend or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, if you can do it, I think it's really worth it. At least it was for us. And and here's the thing, you know, sometimes you can get some really cheap rates at a uh, summer destination when you go in the winter, you know. But you don't have to go away. You could just decide to stay at home. Maybe you're just going to take a morning or uh, take a few hours in the afternoon. Maybe you're just going to go to a park somewhere. But what I really encourage you to do is unplug, get away, and just reflect on a lot of these kinds of things. But the other reason that I do this or I say all of this is it gave me a lot of time, I think, also to reflect on just what I'm doing, You know, the delivery work that I do, the time that I do with this website, the podcast. And there's there's a bit of a time commitment. And so you've got to ask, is it getting me where I want to be in life? And was it a good use of my time in 2019? Would it be a good use of my time in 2020? And so I just, I, you know what, I got thinking that maybe sharing some of these following thoughts about how my delivery business and this website and everything around it fits into a bigger picture of my life. It's not so much maybe to talk about me as much as hopefully maybe it kind of helps you think along some of those same lines to maybe think of the big picture in your own life and uh, to think about your own passions and where do you want to go? You know what I'm saying? So let me let you in, I guess, maybe a little bit on on my world. And uh, I've, I've kind of referenced a few things here and there. Uh, you can probably maybe put together some of the pieces. But, you know, I like I said just a little bit earlier, I said that I see this all as a career. I don't think too many people would say delivering food to people is really a career. But it has more to do with kind of the bigger picture of everything. Because this delivery work, it gives me the flexibility to do other things that I'm passionate about. and. You see, I see my delivery, running this website, all of those things, and and those passions, they're something that all just kind of roll up into one big thing. And I'm pretty sure that there are things that I can be doing that make more money. But one thing that really came out when thinking about this, talking about all this, is I'm so happy with where I am, guys. And that, to me, is worth a lot more than making really huge bucks. You know what I mean? And it all boils down to the why. If you listen to me much, you hear me talk a lot about knowing your why. And my friends, 
That is so important. It is really important for you guys, for all of us, I think, because it is your why that drives you. And when you're focusing on your why, man, that is so huge. It takes It just makes all the difference in the world. And because now that you're working from a sense of purpose, now, if you've got a few minutes, I really encourage you to I'll put a link in the show notes to check out the video from Simon Sinek, or Sinek, I guess is the way he pronounces it, that uh, he talks about this whole thing about your why. And, and here's the thing is once you've really dug into your why, once you live and you work around your why, the what becomes so much more meaningful because it's more than just the what. It's more than just the things you're doing it. It's everything has a lot more meaning. Let me tell you a little bit about my own why. And because when you really boil it down, even though I tell you that, uh, you know, delivery is kind of my career, my why has nothing to do with delivery itself. Now, a few years ago, I ended up going back to school. Much of my adult life, I was in telecom. And many of those years, I, you know, manage a small telecom company. And I just got to a point where I wanted to do more to have a little more meaning. And I ended up going back to school. And and really, it had nothing to do with business. I got my master's degree, but it had nothing to do with delivery or any of that stuff. But let me back up a little further, because my initial background, it was in ministry. And my undergrad degree is from a Bible college. I pastored some small churches for a few years. Got to a point where, you know, the time kind of came that I was just done with that. And just, you know, long, long story we won't get into today. And, uh, but I joined my family to help start a telecom business then. And, uh, but I think in all these years, there was always kind of a tug that it was like, do I want to go back to this? When I was a pastor, the one thing that I always enjoyed was working with the older members of the congregations that I was at. And so when the time came that I decided to go back to school, I enrolled in seminary to get my master's there. And, uh, I had a lot of thoughts of going back into ministry. And the thing is, I think that that previous experience with the older adults just kept coming back to me. And I started deciding that I wanted to look into a focus on ministry with older adults as part of that church ministry. And so I thought, okay, maybe I can focus on that and the education that I'm taking. The problem is that I ran into, there is no such focus. There, there's very little information, at least in you know the seminaries that I looked into, that really helped train people for that kind of ministry. I think what happened is I think then that's when I started seeing my why unfold a little bit for me. And I'm looking at that. I started reaching out to uh, churches, different places, finding out what kind of resources they find, things like that. But, you know, the part of that about that that happened was I think I began, began to understand why there was no focus in the seminaries because there really wasn't much in the churches. Uh, it was just kind of like the older adults were more or less of an afterthought. They had all sorts of programs for all sorts of different age groups, but didn't really do much for the older adults. And now, whatever you believe when it comes to faith, I mean, obviously, that's completely up to you. But, you know, one of the things is, is the reality is that a substantial number of older adults, you know, their churches are their primary social outlet. The church is a very significant part of their lives. and. But it was looking at all of this that this whole idea or this sense of mission just began. I transferred my degree. I completed my degree actually in gerontology, which is basically like a study of aging. And uh, 
all of this I did, I knew that when I got done, there probably aren't any jobs for what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. <laughs> Completely non-existent. So I'm getting this degree that I knew was not going to lead to a job. And yet I believed then, and I, I fully believe it now that it was the right path for me. The reality though is very clear to me today that for what I want to do, there's not an existing job. So it was kind of up to me to kind of create my path. You know what I mean? And here's what I want to do. I want to bring people together who work with older adults in their ministries or within their congregations. I want to create a community among those people where everybody can kind of learn from one another, find out the the needs that their people are facing, share those needs, share ideas on how they can help people, and, and to share encouragement. And the other thing that I want to do is, it's more or less jumping up on a soapbox and encouraging church leaders to do a better job taking care of the older members of their churches. So that's... That is my why, I guess it could say. And But this is where the independent contractor gig comes in. Because when I started looking at doing that, I figured there are one or two things that I could do. I can go out, try and raise a lot of money to try and build this thing, and then we can do something with it. Or I could just start doing something with it. And doing the fundraising, you know, now if I just start doing, I don't get paid for it. That's uh, kind of get back to that whole not having a job around it. The problem is, though, that when you turn around, and you go that fundraising route. You know, say so you, you create a nonprofit or something like that. I've worked in the nonprofit world, and part of the problem with being in the nonprofit world is that all of a sudden the focus starts to become on raising funds so that you can have your nonprofit. And it doesn't give you as much time to put into doing the things that you want to do. So for me, it just made sense to do, to find ways to grow this, I guess, kind of on my own. Now, the thing is, is the bills still have to be paid. And I took a job for a little while. I was a business manager for a nonprofit organization. I loved it. It was a great organization and great people. But after a while, I started figuring out that it wasn't really giving me the freedom that I needed to do the things that I wanted to do. And so that's when I quit doing that and started delivering food. I know it's a real prestigious career move, right? But it was perfect for me. And what happens is then I can go out when it works for me. And when I want to set up meetings, meet with church pastors, when I want to do you know networking, whenever I want to do all the different things that I would have to do that a regular job would not give me the freedom to do, I can do that now. Now, here's the part I didn't expect when doing this delivery gig is that it would actually pay better than the business manager role that I had. And now that, I'd say that's been kind of a beautiful thing too, because I can I can make the same amount of money in less time, and that gives me maybe more time to focus on all the things that I want to do. And, and the other thing about it is that this delivery thing for me, it doesn't conflict at all with my why. And in fact, it allows me to focus on it. So that's that's how I got into delivery. And and then came the entree courier. During all of this time that as I'm thinking about doing this and thinking about how do I want to accomplish the things that I want to do, building a community and getting the word out and, you know, kind of jumping up on a soapbox. And I started figuring out that one of the best ways to do that is online. 
you know, with social media, what it is, uh, with blogs, with all these different things that you can do online, you know, with podcasts, different stuff like that, it's, it's a great way to grow your platform. It's a great way to spread out. And you don't have to spend the huge amounts of money that you used to have to spend to do the exact same thing. And now you can build an audience, you can build a community, you can build this platform on you know relatively nothing as far as your cost. It's just a matter of time, you know. But at the same time, I'm also discovering as I'm doing these deliveries that there's a lot of people in the driver community and within this independent contractor background and everything like that, that they've got a lot of questions. And, and they're questions that are often around things that I can answer from my business background about running your business, about being an independent contractor as opposed to being a contractor, about things like insurance, about all sorts of stuff like that. And I tell you what, for me, the delivery gig was really kind of a pleasant surprise, and I realized that it could help a lot of people. But here's something that I'm not sure that I ever said before, but I started to realize that what I could do is I could build this website. And it could be just like a fantastic training ground. It's almost like a trial run of what I want to do with that older ministry passion that I've got. You see what I'm saying? It gave me a chance to put to work all the different things that I've been learning about growing an audience, about putting out useful information. I can practice this idea of providing content that is meant to help people and content that is just helpful in and of itself without expectation of getting anything back in return. And that's where the Entree Courier came in. It gave me a chance to kind of practice the things that I want to put in use with this other side of things. And eventually I could even explore things like, are there ways that this can help pay bills? You know, but that's something I'm being very careful, very thoughtful about because I want first and foremost that this website and the podcast and everything to be useful, that it is useful without expectation in return. But You know, I also want to find out, are there ways that I can earn money that don't get in the way of doing that? And so that's kind of, you know, and and ultimately, I think what I would love to do, you know, with my passion is be able to build that to where I can get what I need to be able to keep doing what I want to do, but without getting in the way of actually what I want to accomplish. You see what I'm doing? So again, it's another way that I'm kind of doing a practice thing. But all of this, when I put this all together, this is why I call this a career. This is why, to me, it's a calling. And it's, uh, I found that I have found even through, you know, Entree Courier that uh, I can be helpful. I have found that I enjoy being helpful, whether that's helping you as contractors take control of your business and your life, or whether that's helping churches enhance the lives of older adults. That's what I want to do, and that's who I am. And there's even an element of being helpful, I think, even in taking food to people. Maybe that's why it fits so well. I don't know. But this is the thing. It's all part of a big picture. It's not about just one job. It's not about, you know, particular tasks or anything. To me, it's really the whole thing boils up into who I am. And ultimately, I could just say it's it all kind of comes down to my why. Now, I said that I hope that this can help you because let's be real, there's there's nothing, I don't think there's anything really spectacular about my story. There's nothing remarkable and it's, I'm not making a lot of money. You know, I'm not one of these guys that's going to be able to show off a private jet or anything like that. 
and that you know may not inspire a lot of people to do much of anything. I don't know. I'm never going to win any awards, gain any kind of fame for it, and I don't care. My content, I think it's useful, but I don't know if there's anything earth shattering about it. But here's the thing, folks. I'm so happy doing this. And that's why I'm sharing this. I think it's not so much to say, look at me, as much as I really hope that it's something that, if, if it's something that can lead to my happiness, that maybe it can help lead to yours. And that's why I'm sharing this. There's, there's two things that I want to do with this whole Entree Courier thing. And between the podcast, the website, my newsletter, any of my messaging on social media, I want to accomplish one of two things, and I'd prefer to accomplish both. But one is to help you run your delivery business. I want to provide useful information from my experience, from other people that I've learned from, that you can use to take control of your business, to operate it to the best of your ability. The other thing that I want to do is I want to help you use your business as really part of a bigger picture. I want to use it, help you use it as something that really helps you accomplish your why. And so whether I'm encouraging you to enjoy the good things in this work or encouraging you to think about how this business can help you to your why, or if it's helping you think about how you can use this experience to grow into the next great thing, I want this to be about more than just delivering food for you. And so ultimately, I guess I think it comes out of my happiness and what I'm doing. And if I know that it's possible for this kind of thing to be that can give me some happiness, I think this is something that can be awesome for a lot of people. And maybe delivery itself isn't awesome, but what I really want you to know through all of this is that awesome is possible for you. And I want you to pursue that and pursue it with a passion. So here's the thing that I want to do. Like I mentioned, I'm, I, we went off, we, we asked ourselves a lot of questions at the end of the year, and maybe what I'd like to do is, that, is ask you some questions. And, and I really want to encourage you, take some time for yourself, like I had said before, where you just don't have to do anything. And I don't know, you get away like I you know, told you that my wife and I did. Seriously, if you can do it, I think it's so worth it. But if not, if you can find some quiet time. Maybe you're just turning off the radio and all the podcasts and everything when you're out in delivery and you do that. You think then. And uh, I do that a lot of times. Now, sometimes, you know, the interruptions can be more distracting and, and it doesn't work. But find a way to unplug, to get away from the noise, turn off your phone, turn off your computers, just get away and take time to ask yourselves a lot of questions and take time to just think. Think about, you know, I, I, I gave you the list of questions above that we asked. And maybe you go back to the beginning, to the questions that we asked, that I told you that we asked in the beginning. I want to throw out maybe a few ideas. I'll throw out some specific questions you can ask yourself. There's always others. And you don't need to limit yourself to these questions, but maybe they are questions that help you. So let me throw out one thing, though, first. If you want to have somebody to send your answers to, if there's somebody that you just want to bounce some of the stuff off of, I'm here, okay? And, and I invite you, go ahead and email your thoughts to me. and uh, Or you can look up the Entree Courier on Facebook or other social media. You can chat me up there or something. Because I'd love to hear your thoughts, either in the comments on the associated post uh, to this or uh, an email or whatever. I'd really relish the opportunity just to be a sounding board for you. But here are the things that I would really recommend that you do. 
And the first one is start with why. Have you ever really dug into the real why behind what you're doing? Why are you delivering food for Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates? You know, it could be Bite Squad, DLive, Amazon Flex, any of these people. If you're doing delivery, and there, there are so many things about delivery that can really drive you nuts. So what is it that makes you do all this? Why are you doing this? Take that answer and ask yourself, why is that important? What is it about, you know, maybe you're doing it so that uh, you can pay the bills for your family. Well, why is that important? And you start to realize maybe it's your family that's important. And, you know, what is it, though, about that reason that makes you go out in your car, deal with all these apps, deal with all the garbage that you got to put up with and with the restaurants, the customers, you take the risk of uh, getting hit by somebody who's texting and driving. So why is that reason that you're going out and doing this so important that you would put yourself through that? Now, you can take that even deeper because when you come up with an answer to that question, you ask yourself, why is that important? Dig deep, my friends. If you've got an answer, dig deeper. Why is that important? And you see where I'm going with this? It's kind of a why inception. You know, if you remember the movie Inception, there's a dream within a dream within a dream. Well, this is like a why within a why within a why. But ask yourself, why? Why in the world are you doing this? And why is that so important to you? I think if you dig into that, you start to get more of a sense of purpose. You start to get a better feeling about what is really important to you. You know what I mean? Now that you've asked that question, is your delivery business a great way to achieve that why? Is it the best way? Are there things about it that might make it, you know, really actually be a better way to achieve that why? And, uh, or is this maybe just an awesome way to start? Because like for me, it's kind of a combination of all those. I think it's it's maybe one of the best ways that I can think of right now to get started. And it's something that will help me build into something different. And I can see doing things completely different five years from now, whatever. But you see where I'm asking with that is, is this delivery thing or anything else you're doing the best way to accomplish that why? And if not, what is? Here's another question to think about. What do you enjoy the most about delivery? Um, we read a book not that long ago by Ann Voskamp. She wrote a book called A Thousand Gifts. And it was about her journey to write down a thousand things that she was thankful for. That was a very life-changing thing for you. And now it's written from a faith. It's from a Christian perspective. Um, if you kind of along those lines, it could be a good read because it really does make you think and it helps you focus on those things that really are great. Can you make a list of things that you enjoy? Um, how big of a list could you make it? And, and I would challenge you, maybe think about doing this. Uh, in fact, I'm kind of thinking here in uh, the next several days, maybe to create a challenge to invite people just to make a list of all the things that make them smile when you're doing the deliveries, when you're out on the job. Um, maybe it's, it's just the smile that you get when you get that money in the bank and what you do with the money. But take time. Ask yourself, what is it that you really love about what you're doing? Now, it makes sense that you could also ask the question about, you know, what do you hate about it? Uh, because here's the reality. There are things to hate about it. And uh, for everybody, it's going to be a different thing. 
And uh, sometimes it's, you know, whether it is uh, the app crashing every Friday on DoorDash, or maybe it's the low tips, or maybe it's just the way that some of these companies treat their people. Maybe it's this whole independent contractor thing. They're, I don't mean to turn it into a gripe fest when you think about it, but I think you want to be real about, okay, what is it? Is it, is there something about what you do that is really dragging you down more than what you're enjoying? And then once you've asked those two questions about what you love and what you hate, now the question is, how do they balance out each other? How do they they compare? Do the good things outweigh the bad? Because here's the deal with this. Life is just too short to be miserable. If you hate doing this delivery, if it's just, you know, it drags you down, it might be time to say it's time to find something else to do. If it's impossible to overcome those things you hate, then then it's time to move on. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's no job, there's no opportunity, there's no business, there's nothing that you could do that makes it worth being miserable. Find something instead that you can enjoy doing. Here's another question to ask yourself. What is it that is awesome about you? Because you'd be amazed how much there really is. And there's the answer that you should start with, that you are you. And seriously, my friends, that alone is incredible. You are the person that you're made to be. And you matter. You've got value. So absolutely start with that thing. But then ask yourself, you know, what are the things that you really like about who you are? And it's okay. Brag on yourself here. What are you good at? What are the things that that you do, the way that you act, the things that you think that bring you joy? What kind of things about all of that do you think bring joy to other people? What do you have to offer for other people? What are your talents? What are your gifts? And and seriously, folk, give yourself the pats on the back here. Think about the things that are really awesome about who you are. Another question you can ask is, what do you want to do when you grow up? Folks, I'm in my 50s and I still ask that question, okay? If you could do one thing that you just know that you would love more than anything else, And you could do that one thing, and that would just bring you joy. It'd bring you a sense of purpose. What would that be? Another question, very similar, but a little different, and that is, who do you want to be when you grow up? Now, make no mistake here. This is not permission to be in a gripe session about what's wrong about your life or anything like that. This is not a, what do you hate about who you are kind of question. So don't let it be that, please. But it is about what are the personal development things that you would like to see? Is it around knowledge? Is it around thoughtfulness? Could it be around faith? This isn't about what's wrong with you. The question is, where would you like to grow? And and who do you want to grow into? Now, how do you get there? You've thought about what you want to be when you grow up. you thought about who you want to be when you grow up. How do you get there? If it's about career, if it's about what do you do, what do you do to put yourself in position for that? How can you learn? How can you grow in that area? If it's about personal development, how do you grow in the areas that you want to grow? Now, don't don't turn this into a list that puts pressure on you, but instead, kind of the idea on this question is it's really more about process. And maybe I'll share one thing kind of about my process and uh, give you that, give you the idea about that. And that was, it was, you know, about the time that I was going back to school and I started thinking about, you know, it, it started with thinking that 
I know that there's more to life than putting phones on people's desks. You know what I mean? And and I started hearing all these people talking about, uh, you know, do the things that you're passionate about. And I was stuck right there. I was seriously stuck because that was a problem. I didn't know what I was passionate about. I, I just realized that I think I'd just been kind of existing. I didn't know. And, and in a way that kind of, I, I made that my passion and that's to discover my passion. So maybe that's the kind of thing that it starts with for you, but you see what I mean? It wasn't about creating a list, but it was more about really creating a mindset, I think. And, and ultimately I think that's, that's why I'm happy with where I am right now, because I've, I've given myself a chance to think about that and decided to let myself go from that. But it's ultimately it is, how do you get to where you want to be. And then what can you do to start getting yourself there? Courier Nation, that's my New Year's wish for you that you can find purpose, that you can live your passion. And if it's in doing delivery or if that's a part of it, that's an awesome thing. If you find that it's in something else and it's time to move away from doing the delivery, maybe it's going to a regular job. And that's just as incredible. The important thing is be you, be passionate and live your passion. And if you can do that in 2020, I think it's going to make a pretty damn successful year for you. Courier Nation, I want to thank you again for tuning in this week and uh, for uh, supporting the website. And folks, if this is helping you at all, I really invite you, please share. Share this website, share this podcast, share what we're putting out because the more people that can find us, I think the more people we can actually help to take control of their business and to take control of their lives. In the meantime, folks, the one thing that I ask you before next uh, next time is please go out there and do take control. Take control of the year. Take control of your life. Take control of all of this. Go out there and be the boss. Be the boss.